0: This is a story for Shetland, called Robbie Anderson and the Trow. New Shetland is well known for the fiddle players, and rightly so. Music is in the blood in the Shetland Islanders. And there was one of them who lived a long time ago, called Robbie Anderson, and Robbie was a gifted man. He could make you dance when he played his fiddle. He was wonderful. Everybody loved him, and all his neighbors invited him over to play for them at any gatherings, and especially around Christmas time, Yule, as it is known up in the North. Now, Robbie used to celebrate Christmas at Old Yule. Now, this was in a different calendar that people used to use a long time ago, so it was a bit later than the Christmas we celebrate now. But anyway, they uh, he was always invited to go to neighbour's house and to play for them. And he went every year, and he always played on Old Yule Ean. That would be Old Christmas Eve. Now, one year... He was going out to feed the animals, and he was walking down a little path heading towards the fields when he met a small man with bright red hair, and he knew that this little man was a trow, and he also knew that trows were trouble, and the trows are the fairy folk in the North Isles, and this little fella, he thought, could be dangerous. "'Best avoided. Best to keep away for the trows. "'But the wee man trotted along quite happily, "'stopped in front of him and said, "'Hello, Robbie.' "'Hello to you, sir,' he said, politely. "'Best to be polite to the trowels. "'We're having a party tonight,' he said. "'You know where we live? You know the mound where we live? "'Yes, I, I, I do. "'Well, we would like you to come and play fiddle for us tonight.' Ah, well, you see, I can't do that, he said. You see, I'm going to my neighbour's house to play the fiddle, like I do every year. Ah, yes, but Robbie, we'll make it worth your while if you come and play for us. You will be well rewarded for it. Well paid. Well, I don't know. There is only one thing for Robbie. He said, said the little man, you must never tell a living soul where you've gone. You must never mention it, not to your wife, not to your kids, to nobody. It has to be a secret. Well, he said, I don't know. Um, You have a think about it, Robbie. You know where to find us. And with that the wee Manchus disappeared into thin air. Well, this was a predicament for Robbie. Poor man, what should he do? He thought it might be dangerous to offend the Trowers by not doing what they asked him. But still, how could he leave the house without telling his wife where he was going and be away all night? That was going to lead to trouble. He agonized over this. He thought and he thought and he thought. And eventually he decided that he would go and play for the trowes. But of course he couldn't say a thing to his wife that he was going anywhere. And in the early evening, before they were due to leave, he took his fiddle under his arm and he walked out the door. His wife didn't see him going. But he never came back that night. Now, <clears throat> he walked up to the mound where he knew the Trows lived. And in the side of the mound a door was standing open and there was light shining out of it. And also the sound of clinking of glasses and of laughter and merriment, happy conversations. So he walked in through the door and down a long tunnel and he came into the room in the middle And there was all the trowes. They were all drinking and feasting. And he saw the little red-haired man that he'd seen earlier. And he said, Ah, Robbie, you've come. That's great. Well, help yourself to food and drink. Never let it be said that we were stingy with our hospitality. Now, Robbie had heard stories about the trowes' hospitality. He'd heard stories about how you would eat some of their food or drink some of their drink, and the next thing you know, you're leaving there in a hundred years' time. Time whizzes past without you knowing it. So he thought it was best if he didn't eat or drink anything. Stand in the corner over there, says the trow, and you can play. So he stood in the corner and he started to play. No, the Trows loved it, because Trows love music, and they love to dance. So they danced and partied, they ate and they drank, and they laughed all night long, and Robbie played and played and played. He'd never played better in his life. In fact, there was times that he was playing tunes that he didn't even know himself. But he played all night, and towards the end, many of them had gone to their beds, and there wasn't that many left and He was feeling pretty tired and so he said to the wee red-headed man and invited him, he said, "Well uh, <clears throat> that'll be me going then i'll uh, I'll just be on my way then will I not a word and Robbie had been expecting to be paid he was expecting a bag of coins, but nope. There was no mention of any payment. They didn't even say goodbye. So Robbie walked home a really unhappy man. Not only had he been away all night, but he'd not been paid like he'd been told. And when he went home, his wife was furious with him. Where have you been? I've... (sighs) Well, he couldn't say anything, could he? I mean, he'd promised he wouldn't tell anyone. And it, he knew it would be dangerous for him if he was to break his word to the Trows. I i, 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 I just had some business I, I had to do. Oh, I," she said. And this business, does she have a name? It's not like that, he says. I, I, I... I I, I, I've not been with any other woman or any. I've just, I, I, I just had to go out. Well, where did you go? I, I can't tell you that. Oh, life in the Anderson household was not happy. After that, his wife was furious. Well, he couldn't say a thing, could he? And, of course, he'd never been paid, so it wasn't as even if it was worth his while. But, after a few days, there came a great fall of snow. The snow fell and fell and fell and fell And all the farmers, including Robbie, was getting worried about their sheep. They were up on the hills grazing. How would they be faring in this bad weather? Would they be able to survive? Well, he didn't know. None of them did. And after it had snowed for more snow than they could ever remember, it stopped. And then a really hard frost came and the whole weather was completely still it was cold but it was calm and the sea stood like a mill pond there wasn't a ripple on the surface of the water at all they'd never seen it so calm why don't we go fishing said some of the men it would be nice to have some fresh fish for a change instead of salt fish and salt meat dried stuff you know it'd be nice to get nice fresh fish fried in butter oh that would be lovely Robbie agreed so they got together a boat and him and some of his neighbors set off and they rowed out to their fishing ground now they threw the lines over the side and in those days they had a long line a long fishing line with lots and lots and lots of hooks on it They didn't have a rod, they just threw the line over the side of the boat. They'd baited all the hooks with shellfish. And as soon as those lines were in the water, the fish were on the hooks. And they pulled them in and baited them and threw the line out again and again. the line was full of fish. They were pulling them in just as quick as they could, until the boat was filled with fresh fish in no time at all. Nobody ever remembered fishing as good as this in their lives before. Even the old men in the district couldn't remember a haul of fish like that. Well, the next day they went back to the fishing And they again got a huge catch, as much as the boat could hold. It wouldn't have been safer for them to take another tiddler on board. So they headed back to the shore while all the people in the district, they shared the fish out among them. They had plenty of fresh fish for themselves and they gave to their neighbours as well. And some of the fish they split and they salted to eat later in the winter. Now on the third day, they said, "Let's go back to the fishing. The weather's holding; it's still lovely." But Robbie said, "No, I can't go today. Uh, I've got things that I need to be getting on with around the farm, and so I'll, I'll I'll leave it today, boys. Thanks." So he didn't go to the fishing. Well, the men went out without Robbie, but without Robbie, they didn't catch many fish at all. Maybe about enough for a. A fish each of them, but nothing more than that. And there was nothing special about these fish either, they were quite small. It was like the luck had just dried out. Well, they were grumbling about that but the next day it was still flat calm and lovely and so they decided that maybe they should go fishing again try the luck this time and this time robbie went with them and this time with robbie with them they pooled in fish twice as fast as the days before in fact they didn't even bother putting bait on the hook anymore there was no point you threw it over the side and there was a fish on every hook immediately so you pull them in and you throw them out again and in no time at all they'd filled that boat again and they were back home with a catch of fresh fish to enjoy for their supper that night Robbie started to wonder why is it that it was only when I was on the boat that we were lucky I wonder, he thought ah, maybe not now After that the thaw came and all the snow melted and then the farmers had to go up into the hills and look for their sheep and they were expecting to have lost quite a few. There were quite a few of them would have been killed in the snow, smothered, buried or frozen to death and sure enough every farmer there had lost a lot of sheep. Some of them had lost as many as half the flock of sheep in that terrible weather. All that is except one Robbie Anderson, Robbie didn't lose a single sheep, not one and then he started to think, "This must be the trows. Thank you. This must be the payment that the trows spoke about. They haven't paid me in money. They've paid me in luck. And that could be worth more than money. Well, he'd saved every sheep. And when the sheep had lambs, every sheep had twins. And they were fine, big, strong, healthy lambs. And he sold them at market, and he made a lot of money. He did well that year, did Robbie? And if he was... needed any more convincing that it was the troughs that were bringing him good luck. Well, he was to receive it, because that autumn the crop was in the field, the barley and the oats was hanging heavy on the stalks, when a terrible gale blew up, and it rained, it battered down rain and wind and all the farmers' fields of crops were destroyed. They were all knocked flat with the rain, and they lost a lot of the grain. It was a terrible time for them. All that is except for one farmer, Robbie Anderson. His field was fine. His crop was not touched, it still stood there swaying happily in the breeze. And he had a really good bumper crop that year, even when everybody else had a really poor crop, he had a really good one. And in fact he had spare, so he was able to sell some of the grain to his neighbours and make some money from it. He was ending not being able to put away quite a bit of money. That was a change for Robbie. He never had two coins to rub together normally. Well, that year, at Old old Yule Inn, he was walking down that path again, heading towards the field to feed his animals, when he met a little red-headed man, the same little trow, his little flame-red hair, and he said, "'Well, Robbie,' "'Were you happy with what we gave you for last year's fiddle-playing?' "'Yes,' he said. "'Absolutely. Would you like some more of the same? "'Would you come and play for us again tonight?' "'Yeah, yeah, I'll do that.' "'And so that evening he put his fiddle under his arm "'and he went off out the house and he went to the trowy mound.' And he played for them all night, the glasses were clinking, there was laughter, and he played and played and played, and they danced and danced and laughed. And just the same as the year before, he said good night, and he turned around and walked home without so much as a coin in his pocket. But the next year, his luck was even better than the year before. And soon he was able to save a lot of money and able to buy more land and more stock as well, more animals. And he made a lot of money. He became quite rich. And his wife stopped asking him where he was going every old Yule In, because she knew that nobody had luck like this. This must be something to do with magic. And she was quite happy just to let it lie and not say a word. And so Robbie prospered and became a rich man. Now the years passed, and one year he took his fiddle on old Yule Inn as usual, and he walked down to the big trowy mound. But when he reached to it, it was different. You see... The door was standing open in it, but there was no light shining out of it. There was no sound of clinking glasses. There was no laughter and no happy conversations. He stood outside and he looked into the dark gloom, and he saw in the distance there was a, there was a glimmer of light, just a really soft glow of light in the distance. So he headed towards it. "'And when he got there, he discovered it was a tiny little peat fire, "'no more than a couple of glowing peats huddled together. "'And an old trow woman sat alongside it, "'and there was no sign of anyone else. "'And she said, "'Ah, Robbie, you've come, "'but I'm afraid there's no need for you to be here tonight.' "'Why, what's happened?' he said. "'Where is everyone?' Ah, they've gone, Robby, they've left. Left? Why that? Why have they left? Well, it's this new minister that came into the parish. Sure, he's preaching away. He hates us, trows, And he's always saying horrible things about us. And, you know, they took offence at that. They didn't like that. So they decided to go, and they went away across the sea to the Faroe Islands. It's just me left here, now, Robbie. You see, I'm too old and too frail to make that long journey. And anyway, she says, I'm a bit deaf, so I couldn't hear the minister and what he was saying anyway, so it's no difference to me. But I'm afraid there's nobody here to play the fiddle for this year, Robbie. But thank you for coming, and good luck to you. So... Robbie went home. Well, his wife was surprised to see him come in old and old Eulene. And he explained that they've all gone. So they went to their neighbor's house. And they played. And then they went to another neighbour's house and they played. They did the rounds of the neighbors. They played music for them all night. And the neighbors were happy because there he was back again. The great Robbie Anderson. The great fiddle player. And they were able to enjoy the night's parties with the beautiful music that he played. But after that, Robbie was just an ordinary man. He was just the same as the rest of us. Sometimes he had good luck and sometimes bad luck, but he never enjoyed the same luck that he got again when he used to be the fiddle player for the trowels.